Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the career of the NFL franchise tag deadline has passed. Who was tagged? Who wasn't? And where are some of these noteworthy players may end up now as a hit for agency? And also, you know we gotta talk about Dak Prescott getting paid from Jerry's world. Cast rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Da da bill, y'all. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner. It is another beautiful day in the sunshine state. That's right, I live where you vacation. Alright guys, before we get into today's topics, I want a friendly reminder, check out the website at feeleheatentertainment.com. That's feeleheatent.com for latest sports news and updates. we got the sport articles up there. We have a merch store. Remember to subscribe to the website. We got a lot of cool things coming for you. We get a lot of promo codes for the merch store, and also we're introducing our first digital magazine, which will be coming this April. So if you're a subscriber, you get all that for free, and it's a good way to support the show. Remember, we're available on every single streaming platform Monday and Wednesdays. You stream it on the website, also Apple, Spotify, Amazon, etc. You name it. Whatever your favorite listening podcast platform is, we are on it. So stay tuned. We got a lot of great things coming their way. So let's get into it. Dak Prescott got paid. Everything's bigger in Dallas. Oh my goodness. Dak Prescott agreed to a four-year, $160 million contract to stay with the Cowboys. $66 million he's getting at signing. 75 million he will get in this first year. Oh my goodness, 126 million is guaranteed. Like this contract is massive. Talk about securing the bag. Dak Prescott just secured the bag. I was trying to say, give him a contract. I've been saying it all week. Hey, what's wrong with three year 100 million? Make it all fully guaranteed. This guy is going to get. 75 million from the Cowboys in the first year. Like his his like 42 million I think he's getting the first 2 years and it goes to 38 for the final 2 years like that is a crazy deal. He's getting going to be paid more than Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, everybody. The way they contract is set up. He's going to earn 75 million in the first year. Oh my word. Talk about securing the bag. Now, the Cowboys make a mistake by doing this? Or this is my biggest question. Who won the deal? Because this has been a stalemate going on for two years, and it finally happened. Did the Dak Prescott win this deal, or the Dallas Cowboys win the deal? Let's face it. They had to make the deal so they could have a quarterback. But Dak Prescott, without a doubt, he fleeced the Cowboys. It seems like all the guys players there are fleecing Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and that whole family of there. Like, why can't they get these deals done? They're like, hey, I'm with the Dallas Cowboys. I should be getting paid the most. Zeke Elliott was chilling in Cabo, forced Jerry Jones to that $90 million deal. 
Amari Cooper got a $100 million deal. Now, Dak Prescott's getting a $160 million deal. These three guys now. These three guys, I believe, are going to account for around between like 70 to 80 million next year against the cap. If I remember right, I think Zeke's going to get like around 14, maybe Amari Cooper 20. And then, and then, <laughs> and then you got Dak Prescott making over 40. That is crazy. These three guys, these three-headed monsters now, they better go win some damn football games. They better go start winning some damn games. Stop. You can't not miss you can't miss the playoffs in that division. You gotta win this division. It's the crappiest division in all the NFL. And they still come up short. They still don't win playoff games. They haven't been in the Super Bowl since the nineties. And this team still gets talked about like it's something. And now you're paying them like there's something. It's not Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin you're paying here. It's Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, and Amari Cooper. This team could look very, very different in a couple years when they can get out all that guaranteed money. Because you can cut Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott both within the next two years and not take a hit on the cap anymore. Dak Prescott's deal really is essentially only three years because he's getting all the money up front. So this is crazy that the Cowboys are committed to these three guys that much money. Is it worth it? Because Dak Prescott won the deal. Amari Cooper won the deal. Zeke Elliott won the deal against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys put them in this situation. It is their fault. It is all their fault because now the quarterback value on the market goes up. Keeps going up. Keeps going up. And you waited to the very last minute to try and get this deal done. I guess those rumors were true. Dak Prescott saying, I'm not playing for less than $40 million a year. I'm, I want Pat Mahomes' money. Well, damn, he got it. Kareem, get the money. Da-da, Bill, y'all. <laughs> I bet you his agent and Dak were just counting that money before this even happened. Because what are the Cowboys going to do quarterback-wise? They had all the leverage in the world. Dak and his agent had all the leverage in the world. Because it's like, what are you going to do? Who else are you going to get that's better than me to try and make you win now? Who else are you going to get? The rumors were about Russell Wilson. That put got put to bed real quick. That wasn't. That's not going to happen. Now, who else is out there? Who else are you going to get? You can't make that move for the Sean Watson or somebody because they're not trading him either. So who's who are you going to get? The answer was only number four, Dak Prescott. That was the only choice you had. And you had to pay him. You had to say, screw it. We'll pay you all this money up front. No trade clause, too, by the way, in his contract. And there's also a no transition tag, like no tag at all. Like, you can't tag Dak Prescott ever again. You can't trade him if you want. You can't do anything. You are stuck with Dak Prescott. He made sure of it. You can't do anything against me and put me financially out. Or just try to get rid of me. You're not going to be allowed to do it. In the contract. Everything's traded. No trade clause. No nothing. Give me my money. You're stuck with me now. So it's basically like a get back at you. Like hey you don't believe in me. Hey you now put myself out there. And got injured last year. It's just like take this. Now since I did all that for you. This is what you got to do for me. 
and he won it. And I don't blame him at all. I don't blame Dak at all. He never really wanted to leave Dallas, but he put him in this in the situation where it was like, listen, if you don't do this, I'm out. And you know I'm going to be out. There's nothing you can do about it. So you have to pay me this amount. I want all this in my contract. And he gets it. It's a huge win for Dak. And honestly, when it really comes down to it, even though they're paying him all this amount of money, it's actually a win for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's move on to some of the other players around the league who got franchise tag, a total of nine. I thought they were only going to be six. And I thought actually Dak was going to be one of them, of those six. But there was a total of nine players tagged before the deadline. We'll get into those. Of course, the big one was Chris Godwin there for the Bucks. They decided to tag Robert here Chris Godwin instead of Shaq Barrett. And there's word is that they're actually really looking for a long-term deal there for Shaq Barrett. They re-signed Levante David to a two-year deal. So they keep it. they're trying to keep the team intact. And they're going to try and work out a deal for Shaq Barrett. They thought it would be better to tag Godwin. So Godwin gets tagged for the Bucks. Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Bears, gets tagged. He had a career-high 102 receptions last year, despite that you know, QB in and out. Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles were... Poor guy, man. Allen Robinson is one of the most underrated wideouts in the game. The guy is phenomenal. He makes all the catches. He's just a great guy. That's, he turned down an $18 million a year contract that's, that Chicago had offered him. They haven't seen even spoken this whole entire year, but they did place a franchise tag. He's going to get about $17.88 million under the tag anyways. But he did turn down a big contract that averaged out to an 18 a year by him. I feel bad for the guy because I know he pro- most likely he does not want to be in Chicago. Uh, safety Marcus Williams for the Saints. They tag safety Justin Simmons. He was the first player to actually get announced last week. So he got tagged by the Broncos. The Panthers tag their tackle Taylor Merton. The Jets tag free safety Marcus May. Giants tag defensive tackle Leonard Williams. Washington football team tagged their offensive guard, Brandon Surf and the Jags. This one was surprising. They tagged offensive tackle Cam Robinson. And I was actually surprised by that move. I think they want to keep him around when they draft Trevor Lawrence at the number one pick. But that's a hefty price tag to pay for a guy who really isn't that great, especially in pass protection. He's rated one of the lowest guys on pro football focus. And... I, that's the one that really surprised me the most in terms of who got franchise tagged. Now, moving on, we'll touch a little bit on the Buccaneers. They are working on a deal. They're trying to make an extension with Tom Brady, too. They're trying to get all the cap room so they get Shaq Barrett. They want everybody back. And it was a good deal. They got Levante David to re-sign for them as well. So we got that done. And, man... A lot of it has to do with the salary cap situation, which was finally finalized by the NFL and the NFLPA. It is going to be a $182.5 million. There was talk it could be anywhere between 180 to 182 That's why a lot of teams were trying to push back this franchise tag deadline to really figure it out. And that's why you saw so many few, like very few players actually get franchise tagged and a lot of noteworthy players let go. But they've just announced that they are going to be at $182.5 million. 
Last year's cap was one ninety eight point five million. So there's a big, a little bit of a significant drop there, and that's why you don't see so many players this year franchise tagged. You're going to continue to see a lot noteworthy players get cut. Like uh, Malcolm Butler, this guy cut by the Tennessee Titans. You're going to see some veterans get cut that are near the end of their contracts just to free up that cap space that way. And uh, Calvin Noy, I guess still for the Dolphins, it was announced he was cut. And then they were trying to trade him, so I guess he hasn't officially even been cut yet, but it's coming. That move was almost $10 million, so... There are going to be a lot of veteran players or contracts that these teams can get out of to continue to make those cuts. Now let's get into some of those noteworthy free agents because on both defense and offense, because there's some pretty big-time players that didn't get the tag from their respective teams, like Aaron Jones running back from Green Bay Packers to let him walk. It's not surprising because Green Bay usually doesn't like to pay players and if it comes to anyone trying to help Aaron Rodgers and the offense out they tend to you know not really care and they let him go anyways but he's set to get a big contract out in free agency Kenyon Drake another running back from Arizona he's a noteworthy free agent Chris Carson from Seattle they let him go his battle injuries uh Kenny Galladay that was the only big time wide receiver to not get franchise tagged yesterday he is going to draw a lot of interest from multiple teams I've heard the Dolphins. I've heard the Jets. I've heard a few other teams is trying to go out. This anybody that would be a good addition for anybody. Because so I think Kenny Galladay is a heck of a player. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to hit the market. Will Fuller, my receiver, of course, from the Texans, he's going to hit the market because we don't want to give Deshaun Watson anything. We don't want him to have any linemen, any receivers. No, nobody. He's going to have to throw to himself, block for himself, and run it himself. That's what we want down there in Houston. <laughs> and some big-time tight ends. Hunter Henry was a guy I thought the Chargers would love to bring back. But he's had some injuries over the years. But he's a great tight end, and he's going to be heavily up on the market. Along with Junior Smith, the tight end for Tennessee. That play-action game with him, Tannehill, Henry, and um, A.J. Brown. Like... I think he's a very underrated tight end. He's fast. That guy has some jets on him. I mean, he's a great tight end. So I expect him to get be interested in seeing where he goes. But Aaron Jones for the running back, I can see. Oh, my goodness. There's so many teams I can go after him. Miami, of course, needs a running back. I look at somebody even like San Francisco trying to add to their running back corp groups. They were all injured last year. That would be something to add to him in that game. Or maybe he stays in that division, goes to Chicago. Chicago needs a running back. They need a quarterback. They need, they need somebody with Allen Robinson. So that could be a possibility. Why not? And why not the Jets? The Jets, I think all these teams with a huge cap, you look at Jets and Dolphins, they're the, they're the teams that really need the help on the offensive side of the ball. That's why a lot of, they got money to spend. They got draft capital. They got you know, make those improvements to stick with Buffalo on the AFC East. But Kenny Galladay is a big one. Let's get into the defense. Shaq Barrett, of course. Tampa Bay is the pick all along for me. Matt Judon. There's a lot of outside linebackers. Those are noteworthy guys on defense. Bud Dupree from Pittsburgh. He had an injury last year. And the Pittsburgh Steelers defense just wasn't the same. Be interesting what kind of contract he may get. Leonard Floyd, another linebacker. Hassan Reddick from the 
you know, Arizona Cardinals. J.J. Watt took his spot, so they didn't franchise tag him. He'll be a free agent. He's going to get a lot of interest out. It will just be interesting to see what exactly the market holds. I even, you know, I see the articles like on ESPN and stuff. I'll see like predictions. And I even saw a prediction that Juju Smith-Schuster will sign a five-year, $80 million deal. I'm like, that's kind of ludicrous. Because Juju was not the same wide receiver once Antonio Brown left that Pittsburgh offense. I think that's an absurd amount of money to pay a guy who's not a number one. Me personally, I'd rather go a cheaper route on like a one or two year deal with somebody like a Marvin Jones or a T.Y. Hilton because they'll be they're free agents. I'd rather go a cheaper route. I'll probably get better production out of them anyway. If I was trying to get out of this, you know, not offer one of these big time wide receivers a huge contract because I think I'm gonna get the same you know production out of them. I want to get into this next topic here. I thought I found it kind of interesting. Because it seems like the Seattle Seahawks were trying to take a little, you know, something out of the uh, Dallas Cowboys playbook here. Recently, the Seattle Seahawks organization released a letter to the season ticket holders and didn't include Russell Wilson. He was nowhere to be found. A lot of other players, some big time players were in there, but Russell Wilson's name was absent. Like... What is with these organizations and this trying to like send subliminal shots at people and this their players and the players sending it back and like what is going on this year? Are we really are we making this stuff up? No, it's imprinted, it's documented. Like what is going on with these teams? But you look at Dallas Cowboys, they left Dak Prescott out of their hype video, one of the lamest hype videos I've ever seen. But that's a different story because it predominantly showed the '90s team. In their own hype video, and then it shows some current players, and it really wasn't all about that. It was just the beat. <laughs> but, anyways, like they kept them, their star quarterback who signed the richest contract ever to be back with a team anyway, despite being out of the hype video. Now we got the Seattle Seahawks saying, Hey, Russell Wilson, we don't even know you're on the team right now. We're going to let that speculation fly. We want to talk. We want to give some of us. Something to talk about leading up to the draft and free agency. We got to have something. We're going to keep ourselves in the public eye. Like Russell Wilson, man. Like, I can't see. I still can't see him leaving. I can't see Seattle trading him. He really doesn't want to get traded. But if he likes to get traded, it looks like Chicago and Las Vegas may be his only options. If I'm the Bears, I'm out for my whole entire draft for him. I'm the Raiders, John Gruden, you know he will offer the whole damn draft and him players for him to get his quarterback. Uh, even though they, him and Mayock came out, hey, we like, we like Derek Carr. And it seems like every year since he's been there, it's been, is John Gruden going to move on from Derek Carr? Is he going to do it? Are the Raiders going to do anything? But listen here, guys. Russell Wilson ain't going anywhere. Team, the quarterback market, believe it or not, is going to start drying up unless there's some big-time trades between some people. It's just crazy how all this offseason has turned out. It really is crazy. Big-time quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers was talking. They were He was talking about them and going on interviews and saying, basically, hey, uh, things are not looking right, man. I can't control my... Uh, you know, where the heck I'm going to go for? I'm going to play back here again. Like, it was just talk. Like, <laughs> it's just talk. 
It's just a bunch of BS. It really is. Bunch of BS talk. I'll believe this one when I see it actually happen. I think that Deshaun Watson one is actually going to happen eventually leading up to the draft. But if Seattle Seahawks trade Russell Wilson, I would be shocked. I would be so shocked. The Chicago Bears, they have to make that trade if I'm them. But I would be so shocked if Russell Wilson is traded at any point in time this year. Okay, before we get out of here, I just want to revisit the Dak Prescott in this last topic. I really want to revisit this. Because if you sign for $160 million, you should be able to win a playoff game, right? You should be able to compete and win the division every year, right? You should probably get to the NFC Championship game, right? You should probably tr- get to the damn Super Bowl, right? Will Dak Prescott lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl under this contract? That's what I want to know. Will he even get to the NFC Championship game under this contract? That's what I'm asking you guys. I want to leave a question that on the website, I'm going to post the article up at feeleheat.com, and I want to know everyone's answer. Will he do it? If you're asking me, I'm going to tell you no. I don't even think they'll get to the NFC Championship game. He may win one playoff game. He may win like the wild card playoff game. But other than that, I just don't see it yet. Because the offense and defense, special teams, they all need work. They need to redo that offensive line. They need to get secondary help desperately. They need to add more linebackers, safety help. Like, they need more personnel and have a team like Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith on the defensive side of the ball play up to their contracts. And running back Zeke Elliott needs to play up to his contract. Amari Cooper needs to play up to his $100 million contract. It's one thing to get the money, but you got to live up to those contracts and you got to win some football games. I want to know, will they do it now that they know that Dak Prescott is the guy for the next few years and you don't have to worry about it. Will this Dallas Cowboy team turn it around with Mike McCarthy as their head coach? Because last year was a disaster. Especially the hiring of Mike Nolan on defensive side. They got him out of there. So that was a big deal. But will they do it? I want to know you guys' thoughts. And I'm telling you, no. (laughs) How about them Cowboys? Can we say it? How about them Cowboys? So that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, it's Monday and Wednesdays. New episodes will air. It's available on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon. You name it, it's on there. You can also stream it on the website at feeleheatentertainment.com. That's feeleheatent.com. You get all your latest sport articles and updates your merchandise store. You subscribe to the website. We got a lot of cool things coming. You get the monthly newsletter. We got a free digital magazine we're going to put in there as well for you guys starting in April. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you all for joining me here again. Have a blessed day. Catch you next time. Thank you.